the last unicorn dies tonight. A sphincter says what? What? Say what one more goddamn time. What? A movie? Come on, yeah! the goddamn brownies. Well, you're gonna pick up the mess because you are a garbage man. Say what one more goddamn time. Take them to the movies. That was a real breakfast cereal. Yes, it was. I used to have that when I was a kid. Yeah, Mr. T was huge. Back in the 80s. Back in 1985. That was probably, that was probably the year I had it, because that was right when I was about seven years old. So did you get your picks finished? I did. Uh, now, who, like, which cast members exactly are we doing? Because there's a lot of, like, you know... I didn't go... Side characters. Uh, so, I did most of the side characters. So, I did Pee Wee, Francis, Dottie, Mick, Large Marge... M- Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Uh, Simone, Andy, the homeless man who constantly sings. No, uh, Johnny. Mm-hmm. John. Uh, Kevin, the little boy. Yeah. And uh, and P.W. Herman. Oh, P.W. Herman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of a woman to play um, the movie version of Dot. Dottie. I, 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 I couldn't think of one there. Yeah. Um, I didn't know we were picking uh, P.W. I had to. Um, <laughs> l- let me think of one real quick. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, older... Okay. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, get real close in that mic. I'm gonna put like you're gonna suck it. It's not gonna be there. Like you're you're gargling its balls. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that visual. (laughs) Okay. I didn't do very much preparing for this. But I've seen the movie like a million times. I've seen it a bunch of times too. And you know, I, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I got all the lines here. It's on it's on scripts.com. <laughs> all the, just all the all the dialogue. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could probably recite this whole movie from memory, <laughs> um, <clears throat> from be- beginning to to end. But did you get any like? Uh, background on this wasn't this tim burton's first movie yeah it was yes not a bad start there's not very much background to it it's very very simple yeah well i like i like that we're uh going simple yeah back back to 19 good old 1985 and uh and just a nice 1985 yeah 1985 just a nice linear story simple and Focusing on one character, just about a simple thing, just about a boy looking and, for his bicycle. And it's ironic that we made a Back to the Future joke because somebody from Back to the Future is in this movie. Who? Uh, the little boy at the end of the movie. He's throwing the fit on the set. And he's Wayne, yelling. Yeah. Wayne from the Wonder Years? Yeah, Wayne from the Wonder Years was in Back to the Future. Part one? Yeah. As oh oh shit he was yeah. like he was sitting part, at the he dead the, he's, he's like what's a rerun yeah he's, he's his, all he's, you'll you'll find out when you're older kid yeah he's one of the Bates's yeah kid, Lorraine's sister or brother brother yeah like a little yeah. brother he was wearing the raccoon hat yeah he was wearing the raccoon hat Wayne from the Wonder Years what do you mean you've seen this it's brand new yeah what's a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> 
this girl tonight, the, this other girl. Okay. Uh, we might go to Lava Lanes, actually. Okay. Do some do some karaoke. I'm gonna bring. Uh, I'll, I'll bring Graham along. You know that way. There you go. In case she doesn't show up, I'll at least you know not be there right. by myself and look like an right. Idiot. So at least she's not gonna be com- like. What if she feels uncomfortable, right? With just you, right? I don't know. Maybe she can leave. She can leave. <laughs> I'm not gonna keep her there. <laughs> You're free to go at any time. You must stay. Uh, can, she goes to the bar. Can I order an angel shot? Extra cream. You know how like some bars are like, hey, if you're ever on a bad Tinder date, just order an angel shot. We'll get you a cab or walk you to your car. Or call the cops. Just in case things go south. Yeah, I got Mickey. Yeah. Johnny the Johnny the Hobo. Um, think about that one. Older older actor. Huh. Who's like about to die? That's still acting. <laughs> um you know He he did masturbate in a theater. Yeah, yeah. In a porno theater. Yeah, in a porno theater. Could have happened to anybody, okay? Yeah. I'm wondering, who told on him? I was just trying to enjoy this pornographic film. I was just trying to enjoy film. this lovely vignette with this man. I was watching a guy masturbate mast- on, a blonde tit, on some blonde tits, and I look over, and uh, this creep in a trench coat is masturbating to porno in a theater. A, th- a porno theater. I thought we were better than this, people. As <laughs> we society. live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, if you do that, if you do something like that in a semi-public place, yeah, you're looking for trouble. And a guy like Paul Rubens could have just gotten some porno and masturbated at home, but he probably, I don't know. Got off on the thrill of kind of doing it in kind of a semi-public area. But I think it got blown way out of proportion because he's supposed to be like a role model. He had Pee-wee's Playhouse, which is a child show. By the way, watching Pee-wee's Playhouse, there's like a lot of sexual innuendo. Yeah, there's a lot. You don't see that when you're a child. It just goes goes right right over over your head. Yeah, right over your head. That's what children had when I was a kid. That's A lot of that stuff was in our entertainment. They got to put that in there for the grown-ups because the grown-ups are going to watch this annoying shit. There's got to be something in there for the adults to get and for the adults to understand. Well, my my parents never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse with me. They just used the TV as a babysitter. And yeah. just, <laughs> but a lot of the sexual innuendo jokes obviously it, it had to involve Missy Vaughn mm-hmm. on the on the show. You know, Rob Zombie was a production assistant on that show. That's how, like, on Pee Wee's Playhouse. On Pee Wee's Playhouse, I did not know yeah. That. That's how he kind of like got his, uh, huh. you know, <clears throat> foot in the door into into show business. I guess he was a set designer. I guess he was. Well, he he was a graphic <clears throat> designer. Okay. First, and got into music. So, we won't talk about the uh, alleged child pornography thing because that was dropped. 
Yeah, it's the, the, his, his computer was investigated by the FBI, and they decided that there was no material on that that was mis- that it was even misdemeanor worthy, and so they kind of dropped that. So we won't even talk about that, but we do have right. to talk just just like maybe just for a couple seconds about the arrest in 1991. Sure, because that that's a big part of Paul Rubens's life. Yeah, and totally. Uh, a turning point in his career. Yeah. It was kind of, and it took decades for him to bud. get back yeah. to Pee Wee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, cause it destroyed it, but it destroyed the public view of Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, but he eventually came back and I think, well, I saw his Netflix movie. It was, uh, <clears throat> Pee Wee's big holiday. Pee Wee's big day out or something, or Pee Wee's, I think it was Pee Wee's big holiday. Pee-wee's big holiday. I didn't see that. Yeah, he gets like he gets invited to some celebrity's birthday party in New York City. So he's like on his way from whatever town he lives in to New York, and it's huh. sort of like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's like this cross country journey of sorts. Huh. Yeah, um, I forget the plot of it, but that's the basic plot point: is uh, he gets invited to like some dude's some celebrity's uh, birthday party. Oh, well, speaking of holidays, yeah, we just had. A holiday, Christmas. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. we took a little break off, right? Yeah, we did, Happy did Christmas, New Year's, Year, stuff Happy like New that. Year, so this is our. Uh, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking to the movies. My name is Jeremy. I'm Taylor, and uh, this is our first podcast, our inaugural podcast for the year of 2019. Yeah, 2019. Happy New Year. And uh, we're we're going kind of back in time here. We're going back to the '80s again. Good old 1985. And we're talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm going to try to uh, hold back on the Pee Wee impressions for okay. as much <laughs> as I can. I'm not going to promise none of it, but I'm, I'm going to have to do some of it. But I'm going to try to pull it back just a little bit. Okay. Because um, my New Year's resolution is to make this podcast a little less hackneyed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I understand. So, yeah, um, this isn't our first Tim Burton movie. Uh, no, we did we did Beetlejuice a uh, few podcasts. It was one of our earlier ones. Yeah, uh, but this is Tim Burton's first movie, or at least his first feature. Yeah, he'd done like smaller short films and stuff, but this is He'd like done his... some stuff for the Disney Channel, like Frank yeah. and Weenie. Right, Frank and, and Weenie. And something else. So, to get a little bit more into the background of this movie... And about Paul Rubens, the the driving force of Pee Wee Herman, America's favorite man-child. Yeah, his um, man-child. He, um, he was a member of the Groundlings, and he was really good friends with Phil Hartman. Yeah, who's in the movie at the end of uh, yeah. this movie. He's uh, one of the uh, reporters interviewing Francis. Yeah, and he helped write uh, the movie with Paul Rubens and uh, another friend of theirs. And, um, you know, they, they based it off of, you know, he had been, Paul Rubens had been kind of doing this character for a long time. Well, it was like a stage show, wasn't it? it well, was, yeah. Well, originally it was, it was like a, a stage show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they they did it, uh, you know, they did it like as, as an improv kind of thing. And then they did like a special for HBO. But he had been around and he'd done a couple Cheech and Chong movies where oh, he yeah. did the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> voice. Yeah, it wasn't explicitly Pee Wee Herman, but it was very He was doing the voice. Close. Yeah. yeah, he was doing the voice. Um, they kind of took that 
they took his skills of doing this character and he was tasked with writing a big budget movie. Now, I orig- my first exposure was Pee-wee's Playhouse. Me too. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know that the movie came out before the show did. I thought the show led up to the movie, but the movie came out in 1985. Yeah. So. yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't know that when you're a kid, right? So I saw this movie, I mean, I saw Pee-wee's Playhouse when I was probably in the fourth grade. And it was something I looked forward to every Saturday morning. Yeah, I think I was like five in 1989 watching it and uh, enjoying the hell out of it. it I mean. Yeah, I mean, this show was really important for me because I was, in a, I was a child who wasn't well-liked in school, so this is really my no, escape. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeremy, come on. <laughs> so Paul Rubens was kind of important to me. Um, eventually, I kind of grew out of it, you know? Um, and... Uh, but then that you know later I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure and you know, I really liked that and then it was I don't remember how old I was when I found out that the the movie came out before the show did. Um, well, when you're a kid, you kind of think like when you see something, you that's really, when it comes out. You don't really think of timelines. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Paul Rubens got together with his friends. They decided to write this movie. He had other ideas planned for the script, but then he saw people on the studio lot getting around by bicycle. And so he asked them for a bicycle so he could get around too, and they gave him up a bicycle. Yeah. And then he started kind of, you know, changing the script, you know, and this is where he got the idea of having the bike stolen, right? And then just kind of took off from there. You know, they introduced all these wacky characters and stuff like that. Um, it's a classic hero's journey. His most prized possession is stolen from yes. him, and he must go on a quest to find it. Ridiculously. Um, equipped with accoutrement. <laughs> yeah, he's got like when you see him going to Texas, uh, he's just all he's got is like a little polka dot stick sack, like a hobo, mm-hmm. but he's got all this shit in it. Like he somehow man, it's cartoonish in a way. Yeah. A lot of this movie um, reminds me of like Looney Tunes cartoons, mm-hmm. like Bugs Bunny and uh, shit like that. I mean, when you see an anvil in his house, like right off the bat, like you know this is going to be a wacky fun cartoony adventure yeah and trying to find information about this movie was really really hard i mean it seems like all the information's out there but the stories about the production are kind of boring yeah so we'll just kind of just maybe just gloss over that it's just kind of straightforward yeah Um, so that being said you know paul rubens left a really big mark on the identity of children in the 80s in the United States of America and he did have his fall from grace in 1991 when he was arrested for masturbating inside of a movie theater uh, a porno theater you know people are expected to do that but I think somebody just wanted him to get in trouble yeah they probably recognize that hey isn't that fucking peewee herman what's Mm -hmm. he doing here right and by that time I wasn't a big fan of him anymore you know I had I'd kind of moved on. Grown out of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I grew out of it. And I was like, oh, wow, he did that? Okay, whatever, you know. But it kind of ruined... Destroyed. It, you, yeah. Absolutely I destroyed mean, his career. It, well, it wouldn't. It didn't destroy his career. It took him a long time to recover. Well, for and, a while, yeah. And it, it took him a long time to yeah, come back. Yeah, and it took him even longer to get back to his roots as Pee Wee. Now, he did... Um, he did... He did kind of resurface... In the 90s, when he did a movie with Johnny Depp called Blow. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wasn't he? He was all. Was that before or after Mystery Men? I think that was after Mystery Men. I think. Men. Uh, I don't know. He was the spleen. Well, <laughs> so he he started to take on small roles. So mm-hmm. even though you know he his career was knocked down a huge peg. He was still able to get steady work, but not prominent work, right? So he was he was taking on smaller roles, like uh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, in nineteen ninety two. Now he was in Tim Burton's Batman Returns as the father of Oswald Cobblepot. Holy shit! And the woman, the woman he was with in that movie as his wife and the Penguin's mother was Mm -hmm. a woman who played Simone in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No way! So the two actors were reunited in Batman Returns. Yeah, Tim Burton. Um, He was in Matilda. Dunstan checks in. Um... And uh, he was in Mystery Men. He'd, he'd done a lot of stuff. So he's still getting work. Um, yeah, and he eventually returned as Pee Wee Herman in uh, the Netflix Like movie. around like 19, or not 19, but uh, 2011 or 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He did a Broadway show. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a there, there was like a big Pee Wee Herman revival then, and he was starting finally able to get back to the character. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that. I watched a v, uh, HBO had a showing of that, and it was hilarious. It was hilarious, and um, a lot of um, you know they had the they had all the characters back, but not the same actors. Right. So, um, like Lawrence Fishburne, he was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, he's the cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. But I think in the Broadway show, it was played by Phil Lamar. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean. So, um, but um, after that, and then he, you know, eventually he did get back to doing another movie, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, in 2016. But we're gonna get back to Pee Wee's roots now, and we're gonna talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Who, so we got um, Paul Rubens playing uh, Pee Wee Herman, and we've got Francis, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Holton. Chubbs from Chubbs. Team Wolf. Yeah. Yes. Chubby. He's playing a very different character, though. He's oh, yes. playing a oh, fucking yeah. obnoxious fucking rich kid who just has Also his another eyes. man-child. Like I'm... a rival man-child to Pee-wee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing this jumpsuit with his initials. <laughs> yeah. and, Francis and Buxton. Francis Buxton. Uh, yeah, Mark Holton. Uh, Elis- FB. 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 <laughs> Elizabeth Daly plays uh, Dottie, who is, um, well, Pee-wee's her love interest. He's well, playing a little hard to get. <laughs> well, I think Pee-wee's selfish nature. He he's, is very self-involved. He, Everything kind of revolves yes. around him in this movie. Him and his bike. And he's really selfish in this movie. Yeah, and I think the rest of the community like wants to like support him. But eventually, like as we see in like the big meeting that he calls, they kind of just like yeah. lose their patience with him eventually. And he's kind of like on his own. And then also, like, when he interacts with anyone that, like, doesn't immediately know him, they think he's weird as fuck. Yeah. And, uh... And, and Dottie, she's adorable. And she's a bit of a girl child. Super you know? sweet girl. Super I mean, sweet girl. A mega she's crush on Pee-wee. really innocent, and she just wants to be with Pee-wee, but his selfish nature prevents him from doing that. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got, uh... 
Diane Salinger plays uh, Simone, the waitress that he meets. We got Judd Oman plays Mickey, the convict that picks him up. And I Al- like, I really like Judd Oman in this movie. He's just, he's fun to watch. Good act, yeah, good actor. Just really intense. Um, and then, oh, speaking of intense, we got Alice Nunn who plays Large oh, Marge. Yeah. No, he told her. That uh, when when this when he was doing this movie with Allison and when she was in it, he said people are going to remember you in this movie. Paul Rubens told her that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't think that he was going to remember be remembered as much as she thought. He thought that she was going to stand out way more than anybody else in the movie. Dude, my parents would scare the shit out of me and my brothers driving home from like dinner. Like we'd be driving down this like dark dirt road. And, and they would fa- recreate that. My scene. father would look in the rearview mirror at me and my brother sitting in the back seat and like flick on the lights and he would just start with that. It was a night just like tonight. And she doesn't blink mm-hmm. throughout that whole scene. She has wa- eyes wide open. Yeah, she doesn't blink cr- once. Her fucking crazy hair. <laughs> I had to go back and I had to watch that just to make sure. Yeah, man. That, that was one of the standout performances of this movie. We got Cassandra Peterson. As the biker mama, she was Elvira, Mistress yeah, of the Dark. She was Elvira. <laughs> Why don't you let me have him first? <laughs> and then, like, there's a bunch of like, yeah, just side characters uh, that he meets along the way who we won't name, uh, just in the interest of saving time. But... And some of them end up working on Pee Wee's Playhouse later on. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this movie had a six million dollar budget, pretty big budget for 1985. Yeah, um, six million dollars. They do a lot of with it though. A lot of like interesting like props yeah. and um, special effects. Like yeah, that stop motion shit. Like when he's having the dreams and the and then the animated T-Rex stuff is, uh, and the, eating his bicycle. The, the and... cartoony eyes in the darkness and <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, opening weekend, it made ninety nine thousand dollars, but overall, its grossing was over. It was almost forty one million dollars for its. For its U.S. run in the box office, so pretty good take. Pretty, pretty big hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of launched his career there, and then he would start doing Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it doesn't get much more complicated than that. Yeah, man. Just nice, simple, straight, linear story yeah. where we're just following one character, <laughs> as opposed to Dark City, where we're jumping around a lot. So this is gonna be. A lot easier to, to narrate. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like we said, it was Tim Burton's first feature direction. Yep. And this is also Danny Elfman's first time working on a movie soundtrack. Music by Danny Elfman. Great soundtrack. <laughs> kind of just carries us through the through the, the, the whole story with his, uh, you know, <clears throat> playful, bouncy, yeah. you know, Danny Elfman music. <laughs> Very circus-like. This movie's like a circus. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's um, wacky. It's fun. <laughs> now, Danny Elfman uh, got this job because um, Tim Burton was a fan of Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. And Danny Elfman was in the band Boingo Oingo. Oingo Boingo. And he he approached him and asked him if he wanted to do this. And Danny Elfman said that this is the first time he heard an orchestra playing his music. And he said it, he said it, it felt good. I'd imagine yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And that kind of took off Danny Elfman's movie career. It had been kind of hard on Danny Elfman in the past, cause, but I didn't realize how much 
his music was a part of my childhood because I grew up watching Tim Burton movies. Yeah. He's ingrained. He's ingrained, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm not as hard on Danny Elfman as I used to be. Because now I'm looking... warmed up to him. But... <laughs> now I'm looking back on all the Tim Burton movies I used to watch He's growing up. And I'm like, oh, wow, this music really works. Yeah. So It's different. It's not your typical movie soundtrack right you notice he's got like a signature to his sound yeah Yeah. and so i guess we'll go down the list like we normally do and uh let's go for let's just go for peewee right off the bat who'd you pick to be uh peewee herman um well i mean it's hard to pick anyone besides paul rubens because he's just so you know uh, tied in with the the character when he Think Paul Rubens, you think Pee Wee Herman, but yeah. Uh, if I had to recast it, I would go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Just really, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I could see, I could see how that would work. He's younger, just like him. I was gonna pick him or Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, okay, gotcha. I didn't let age get in the way of this. Uh huh. I picked James McAvoy. James McAvoy, okay. Because I, when I saw him in Split, he's really good at playing someone with mental conditions and eccentricities yeah so he was a bit of an eccentric yeah yeah, so if he shaved his head like peewee does and then stopped working out and lost all the muscle and all the weight and got really skinny yeah i think he could do it (laughs) um and i'm kind of going through these in the order in which they uh which they appear okay so let me know if we miss somebody um next would be francis right francis um for francis i picked jonah hill okay because he's fat. I mean, well, not anymore. Yeah, but he could gain the weight back. He could. I went with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith as Francis. Yeah. Way left field with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dottie. Do you know who... Uh, are you familiar with uh, Kristen Shaw? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, from Fly, Fly the Concords. Just yeah. like the obsessive fan of the... Yeah, and uh, the Last Man on Earth. And, right, Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, she, think start on the daily show as in correspondent on the yeah. daily show yeah uh yeah i picked her just because she's kind of like she's got that voice where she's kind of okay. like sounds like a little girl um, yeah well she does the voice on bob's burgers as the little girl yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um i went with somebody young i, I picked Maisie williams from mm-hmm. game of thrones oh, okay Maisie williams from yeah G- game of thrones um for mickey <laughs> I picked John Hamm. John Hamm for Mickey because oh. I saw him in Baby Driver as like a criminal, and I right. was like, he could pull off like this like escaped convict, like serious kind of guy. Right. Okay. But still has like comic chops. Right. Well, I really like this pick from Mickey. I went with Liev Schreiber. What? Who, who's Liev Schreiber? He. Oh gosh. Okay. It, he's. He's, he's kind of hard to describe, but once you once you kind of get this, you'd be like, oh, he's that guy. Well, what's he in? So he was in a lot of the X-Men movies as Sabretooth, Wolverine's uh, rival. Um, he was – he's got a – he's currently got a show right now. Here, let me bring up a uh, picture of him. I got to put a name to the face. Right. And um, – Because Sabretooth wore a lot of makeup and <laughs> – just looks like a wolf man. Do you, have you ever seen Ray Donovan? I've yeah, I've, well, I've heard of the show. I haven't seen the show. So here, I'll slide this over to you. See that? Oh yeah, he's Ray Donovan. Just say he's Ray Donovan. Yeah, yeah, he's Ray Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. 
he well, was, wasn't he in Scream? In Scream? Was he Cotton Weary in Scream? I don't know. I think he was. Um, but that that's who I picked for Mickey. And mostly because I know he could pull off the comedy because I saw him host Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's very, he can be deadpan. Yeah. And like, he's got that, you know, kind of gruff, deep voice. So, yeah, he could definitely be Mickey. Um, <clears throat> Simone. Uh, well, Large Marge was no, next. Large Marge was next, right. Um, I picked Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates? Yeah. Okay. The amazing Kathy Bates as Large Marge with the hair. And just, she was in misery. She's super yeah. scary when oh, she yeah. wants to She's be. She's good in anything. She's yeah. serious. She can be intense. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but also. You dirty funny. birdie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that was, that was a Kathy Bates. Was it? In misery? Was yeah, that Kathy in, Bates was, was that, in misery. Was that, was, that, was that Kathy Bates? Okay. Yeah, with um, James Caan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I picked Roseanne Barr. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be perfect. Roseanne <laughs> Large Marge. Okay, Simone. Well, who who'd you pick? Uh, Uma Thurman. Good pick. You had to. I had to go tall. Yeah, tall. So I had to find a tall blonde actor or a tall, tall actress. Tall skinny a- actress. So for me, it had to be Uma Thurman. You do Julia Roberts. Julia, I detest Julia Roberts. I hate her. <laughs> I mean, with her Mona Lisa smile. I just, maybe it's just that I don't like the movies she's in. But I'm not a big fan of Julia Roberts. Maybe it's more her, more her movies. Now, her boyfriend Andy. Oh well, he's not really even a speaking role. No, he's not. Um. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick Andy. The actor was a professional wrestler, so I had to go with another one. So I picked uh, Mark Calloway, who's the Undertaker. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just because he's really fucking tall. Is he? Well, he he's, he's fat. Out. If we're going with wrestlers, maybe Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake the Snake is super old now. Su- yeah, he's <laughs> he's not. 60s. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, I'm sure he would love to take the part, but I, I don't know. I mean, I had to go with another wrestler and one of the tallest ones I could think of who wasn't like overly gigantic. Oh, here, oh, here we go, Jason Momoa. Jason, oh, okay, let's do Jason Momoa. Yeah, for there Andy. you go. Oh, he's got to <laughs> drop the muscle and put him in a fat suit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now after hand, now after Handy, we we're moving into the uh, homeless man, John the Hobo. Yeah, Johnny Hobo, Jimmy got corn, and I don't care. Jimmy got corn. <laughs> oh, if George Carlin was still alive, because like remember when he played uh, like the Hitchhiker in yeah. Jay and Silent Bob? You're gonna make that a fantasy pick. Fantasy pick, George. Fantasy Carlin. pick. Yeah. I, I had to give this one a cameo, and so I picked Paul Rubens. Oh yeah, just switch it up. Yeah, yeah just switch <laughs> it up. You know, because I'm sure if people were remaking this movie, they'd be like, "Where's Paul Rubens? He's got to be in the movie somewhere." Yeah, you got to shoehorn you know him in there. And I think, yeah, Johnny the Hobo would have be him, Have him be real annoying and sing Sard- like these old... Sardine? These really old songs. Care for Sardine? Box seats! Box seats. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, after that, we don't have like a... We don't have like a lot of... A, 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 a lot of big... Um, 
uh, characters, you know, they, they kind of start to drop off a little bit. So um, I fixed, I figured the next one would be a uh, little Kevin Morton, the bratty child actor. Oh, right. Yeah. The, uh, the child actor who's with the bike at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wayne from the Wonder Years. <laughs> so I picked uh, somebody from um, the, the new It movie. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, he was Eddie, the one whose whose mother had uh, Munchausen by proxy syndrome and was giving him these drugs, and he had asthma. In the new It movie, yeah. Do you ever see the new It movie? Yeah, wasn't one of the kids from uh, Stranger Things in it? I don't know any child oh, okay. actors by name, so I wasn't. Oh, I didn't know his name uh, either. I had to no. go to IMDb to find his. To no, find I his didn't name. know we were casting like the, the the little little kid at the end who's like such a fucking prima donna. Like. Well, he he's so like, I mean that actor. Yeah. Um, Jason Harmon Herman, I, I I can't remember. He was he was in the. He was in the Wonder Years, and he was he was in Back to the Future. Yeah, and he was kind of all over the place. I think he was also, hmm, Jason Harvey. I'll have to look that up because he was in some other stuff also. And then, um, did you did you have any other picks? Oh, didn't we? Uh, PW. PW. Yeah. Or, uh, the, the action star plays Pee Wee in mm-hmm. the movie version in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, who'd you did you have a pick for that? Or? I just went ahead and picked George Clooney. <laughs> I I had to go. So that was um, James Roland. I picked okay, his yeah, son, James Josh Brolin. Brolin. I, Josh, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, his James his Brolin. son. Oh, his son. Yeah. Oh, okay. His son, Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Josh Brolin's getting a little. How old is he? Is it like fifties now? Uh, I don't know. Well, whoever the actor was that. Played PW in the 1985 version. Did look like he was in maybe his 40s or late 30s. Looked a lot older. Right. So after the dream sequence, he wins the crown. And then like as he's getting the crown placed on his head, he hears his alarm clock and everyone's dispersing in the dream. And then he wakes up uh, and he turns off his alarm clock, which is attached to a string, which starts his record player. Everything in his house is like set up like that, so it's automated. The Rube Goldberg machine is what they call it. A Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah. yeah. So for the clock? No, and for everything that like that thing that makes his breakfast. Oh the breakfast machine? Yeah. That's the that they call that a Rube Goldberg machine. Where you start he starts like yeah, um with a <clears throat> candle and then that Burns the string, yeah. holding the anvil, and mm-hmm. then you got Abraham Lincoln flapping, the, uh, flipping the the pancakes and stuff like that, and yeah, just this big ch- chain reaction that makes uh, his breakfast for him. Yeah, you got one of those like those birds. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I just had one of those things just to make me a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> um, they call that a, uh, a Rube Goldberg machine, and some people have theorized that this is how Pee Wee makes his money. He's like he, an inventor of some he, kind. He, he's an inventor, or he builds and patents these machines, and he sells them to other people. Now, I think it might that might be the case because later, when he goes into the magic shop, yeah, and he says that he's there for supplies, stuck up on some supplies. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's building these machines for people, and he goes to the magic shop to get these weird things that he could put together like that. Sure. Or just stuff for fun. Yeah, or for fun, yeah. <laughs> but he calls it supplies. <laughs> but anyway. Very seriously. <laughs> he's got this machine making his breakfast for him. Yeah, and he's brushing his teeth and uh, he's putting tape on his face just for fun. <laughs> Rips it off. Ah! <laughs> he, he's efficient. 
Yeah. You know, he's got something that's making his breakfast for him while he brushes his teeth and plays around. Yeah, he's got everything set up just the way he wants it. I do <clears throat> like everything he could ever want. Just a bunch of cool shit in his house, a bunch of toys. He wakes like up and he just starts playing with toys right away. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the first thing he does. He he weighs himself. He's like ninety eight pounds. Ninety eight pounds. He's got a little uh, fortune teller machine that spits out a fortune. It don't says, leave the don't house. Don't leave today. the house today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he that. slides down the pole, and he's in his pajamas. He slides down the pole, and when he comes down at the bottom of the pole, he's in a suit. Yeah, it, he has a just pole like um, dresses him. Just like the old Batman show. It's like if if like you designed your house at five years old, like what it would entail. Right. <laughs> He's got a dog named Spec who is automatically also fed. He's got his nice mm-hmm. little dog house that he neon in. lights on it. Yeah, tiny little dog Spec, um, big bowl of food. <laughs> he he leaves his house and, and there's a, a bunch of junk in the yard yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of stuff in here. There's a rocket ship. There's like Santa Claus. There's like cowboys and Indians all in his front yard. It's like it's horses some, lined along the gate. Yeah, it's like someone never took down their wacky Christmas decorations right. ever. And uh, he is outside and he sees his neighbor, Mr. Crabtree. He says, "Good morning, Mr. Crabtree." And good morning, Pee Wee. He's at his window and he's like, "I'm gonna water my lawn now." It's okay. Like, <laughs> that guy closes his door right before the water hits the house. Yeah, there's just this like wacky fucking <laughs> water fountain spraying water everywhere. So, I mean, Pee Wee's well financed. He's got money. Yeah. And he goes out back and he has this like secret panel on the What's side the of the house. What's the combination? I don't know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's secret. It's secret. <laughs> Punches in some numbers. And, and then he then, pulls down on a branch. Yeah, and then his secret garage uh, reveals his bicycle, which is this super awesome red bicycle with all these gadgets and like a uh, like a tiger on the front of it. And <laughs> it's just super decked out, like everything you could possibly want on this bike. It's like a super bike. Yeah, it, it has... Uh, it has a smoke screen and an oil slick that comes out the back, and if yeah. somebody grabs onto the handlebars, it pops off. And it pops off, and another out. one comes out. Yeah, yeah. This is like every it's got, kid's dream bike. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I'm sure every kid wanted one from their parents for Christmas <laughs> after they saw this movie. Um, but anyways, he's he, he's admiring his bike. He's cleaning it. He it's his most prize possession he talks to it yeah good morning i'm here <laughs> like the bike cares right but <laughs> um but he's showing the, the, the audience that how much he fucking he, he loves, loves it it's his it's his pride his and pride joy, and joy. <laughs> tell everybody about that bike <laughs> so he's off with his bike we see francis posted up in the front of his house just waiting <clears> to ambush peewee yeah good morning peewee good morning francis and he informs peewee today is my birthday and my father says i can have anything i want good for you and your father well guess what i want a new brain (laughs) (laughs) no your bicycle he's like it's not it's not for sale he's like my father says anything's negotiable he pulls out this big wad of money and peewee's like Fuck you, Francis. I wouldn't sell my Fuck bike <laughs> for for all the money in the world. Not for a million, billion, trillion dollars. Bike's not for sale. It's like, oh, you got all this money. Buy your own fucking bike. You know, if I was Pee Wee, 
I mean, or if I was in that similar situation, you know, he loves the bike so much, but yeah, I would be tempted to sell him the bike, take the money and build an even better bike. Yeah, because obviously you got the thing custom made, but no, it's his bike. It's yep. the one bike that he he's always wanted, and he's not giving it to fucking Francis, who can ride around on his fat ass, just like <laughs> saying, "This is my bike now." Yeah. So Francis goes like, "You're crazy," and then he's like, "I know you are, but what am I?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that whole thing. Yeah, you're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? Back and forth, back and forth. I don't make Infinity. monkeys. I just train them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, remember the first time I saw your bike? You rode past my house, and I ran out to tell you how much I liked it. I love that story. <laughs> and, he, and he walks away from Francis. Francis is just like, you'll be sorry, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> He's out for blood. Yeah. <laughs> so Pee Wee's riding his bike. Uh, he sees uh, some trick bike guys in the park doing, like, wheelies and stuff. Yeah. And he's trying to copy them, and he's trying to... Like, impress people. Just, like, no hands. He's trying to see if he can do what they're doing and stuff like that. Yeah, he puts his legs off to the side and he's but, riding down the street. But his bike is too big and, and too, too unwieldy. And, <laughs> yeah, and he smacks into the curb, does a flip in front of these kids and lands on the ground. I meant to do that. He just himself off. <laughs> so, he heads to the mall. Now, about the locations in this movie. Yeah. I saw a um, slideshow. Um, it had a lot of the locations where somebody went and they took photographs of the same locations and stuff like that. Pee-wee's house is still there. It doesn't have any of the crazy shit in the yard, but it's still standing. It's painted white, and it's the same house. That mall is way different now. Like, everything in that mall is gone. I'd imagine so. And I think yeah. the magic shop is a subway or something like that. Mario's, Mario's magic shop. <laughs> Which, when you look at the door, when he walks in and and, and he closes the door, the glass door, it says Mario's Metric Shop. It's backwards because we're able to read it normally. Right. So, so if you were to look at it from the outside, the writing would be backwards. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah, before he goes in there, he chains up his bike. And uh, I think in the VHS version of this movie, you can actually see the chain coming up through the bottom of the bicycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's like infinitely comically long yeah it just keeps pulling out. they had to cut off the bottom of it yeah and make it look like it was you know like mary poppins suitcase or whatever just everything comes out of it yeah he totally just chains up his bike to this uh this clown statue this moving animatronic clown statue just completely wraps his bike in chain you would think that would scuff the paint on the bike yeah right <laughs> scratch up the bike and he's got the bike completely wrapped in chains but like maybe just two loops around the clown. Right. So it's not any easier or any harder to steal. It's <laughs> <laughs> No, more chain equals more security. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. In I'm the, sorry. In the movies. <laughs> He's got this old kind of lock too. It's not <laughs> like a regular padlock. It looks like a lock that came off a pirate's chest or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he walks into Mario's magic shop and uh, you can tell that Mario uh, considers Pee-wee like his best customer. Yeah. He totally caters to him. There's a woman in the store who like is looking at Pee-wee like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's really annoying. <laughs> and he picks up these x-ray specs and he stares at her. He takes them off and then he winks at her like, hey, you got the goods. You know? <laughs> yeah, that may have made her uncomfortable. I'd, I'd yeah. And yeah, um, 
says, hi, Mario. He's like, are you just browsing today, Pee-wee? He's like, sort of. I just wanted to stock up on some supplies. He's like, help yourself. He picks up a dummy. He's like, how do you like school? And the dummy, I forget. I never knew what he said because I thought he said gross. Like, school's gross. But he says closed. How do you like school? I like school closed. Uh, So that was a joke that I I totally missed until I watched it last night. (laughs) So uh, Mario pulls out a you know box for Pee Wee. He's got like new items mm-hmm. that he's like super excited about. He pulls out. He's like new improved squirting flower. Pee Wee's like snore. Yeah, not impressed. He's like super stink bomb. He's like I already have some shrunken head. He's like mm, regular size. And then he pulls out a huge <laughs> giant. Yeah. <head>. He's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, he pulls out a big giant head. Uh, Trick gum. gum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we see this later. Uh, headlight glasses. He also, he's like, Because yeah. Pee Wee loves gadgets. Loves gadgets. And he's like, and for, direct from Australia, the boomerang bow tie. Pulls out a yellow one. He's like, got one in red? He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, he leaves. He, he leaves. He goes back to his bike. He goes back. on it. Yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> And he goes to see Dottie. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's called um, <clears throat> Chuck's Bikerama. Chuck's Bikerama. All right, so he goes into Chuck's Bikerama. Yeah, he's like these uh, these bike, not biker dudes, bis- bicycle riding dudes. They're like a the, BMX guys. BMX guys. Yeah, yeah. They all know Pee Wee. Kids. Like, they like to do the stunts and stuff like that. They got all the BMX gear on. Yeah, they're like, how's how's it going, Pee Wee? And he's like, is Dottie still working on your bike? He's like, no, I got it back already. What's she doing to it? He's like, I can't talk about it. James Bond kind of stuff. Top secret James <laughs> Bond stuff. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, Dottie's, you know, she's really radical with bikes. You know, I say we cruise, dudes. And then they're like, Dottie shows up. They're like, woo, it's getting hot in here. Because Dottie's like, hi, Pee Wee. Oh, yeah. She likes him. Yeah, she's building a new horn for him. Yeah, he's like, "Is my horn ready yet?" She's like, "It's ready. It should be loud enough for you now." He's like, "Where is it? Let's hear it." She's like, "Wait, I want to talk to you first. She's like, he's "You like, are talking." Yeah, to me. he's like, "No, I want your undivided attention." He's like, "Hmm, okay. Like, this is important. I want to ask you something. I want to know if you'll do something." What? I want to know if you'll go someplace with me. He's like, "Like where?" The drive-in. It's like, look, Dottie, I like you. Like you. He's <laughs> like, like, I like you too. He's like, look, Dottie, there are things about me that you don't want to know about. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me, Dottie. I'm a loner. A rebel. rebel. She just looks at him, takes the horn. So long, Dottie. <laughs> and he's got he, this he's, little smirk on yeah, his he face can't as keep he's a, walking out. He's just like, yeah, he can't keep a straight face. Oh, my God. He's just so wrapped up in himself. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes out to his bike, and uh, it cuts to a couple pieces of cut chain link sitting on the ground next to the clown's feet. Yeah, we feet. hear this uh, suspenseful Danny Elfman music. Yeah. Dun, 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 
looks up, the clown's laughing at him maniacally, and he sees his bike's gone. Yeah. There's just a bunch of broken <laughs> chains everywhere. He's having a fucking panic attack. I think uh, Pee Wee Herman lo- loses consciousness like four times throughout this movie, and this is the first time. And he screams, Daddy! And honks the horn and passes mm-hmm. out. He wakes up. Uh, ambulance is there, like, reviving him with oxygen. And he's like, we're losing time. <laughs> Send out a dragnet. He's just like, comb the whole area. Hurry. The police are like, I'm afraid we can't consider your bike being stolen a police emergency. If it doesn't show up, come to the station and fill out a report. That's the best we can do. And he gets up. He's like, come on, let's go. Dottie's like, where are you going? He's like, to find my bike. And then he's at the police station. And the, and the policewoman taking the report is like, why exactly do you believe the Soviets were involved? <laughs> he's just like, I don't know exa- exactly. And she's like, let, let me be honest. Hundreds of bikes are stolen every month. You know, it, it, it's unlikely that it's going to turn up. He's like, so you're saying you can't help me. And she's like, well, why don't you retrace your steps? He's like, look, I was at the mall. I chained up my bike. I went to the bike store. I came back and it was gone. And she's like, well, can you think of anyone that might have wanted to take it? He's like, Francis. Yeah, he's like, Francis. And he rushes out of the police station. And it cuts to Francis's house. house, And he's running up to the driveway. Yeah, big mansion. (laughs) And he knocks on the door. Asian butler. Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. Tanaka opens the door. Tanaka opens the door. He's like, I want to talk to Francis. He's like, Francis is busy. Like, oh, yeah? Where are they hosing him down? Jesus, Jeremy, you're <laughs> fucking this up. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> Francis is busy. Busy doing what? He's having his bath. Oh, really? Where are they hosing him down? He shuts the door on him. Knocks the knocks on the door again. Me again. He slams the door on him. And then the, the butler hears the, he, Tanaka. He Here's the knocking again. Pisses off, pissed off, opens the door. It's a fake knocker. It's one he, of Pee Wee's gadgets. He attached it to the door. He just pulls out of nowhere. He, yeah, he sne- somehow snuck around the side of the house. And meanwhile, Francis is up in his pool, like with all these big toy boats. Yeah, really expensive looking toy boats. Yeah, he's just playing around like he's Godzilla, like destroying the boats and like eating people. He's just like, <laughs> Pee Wee comes in. Francis sees him and just like hides underneath the water. And then we see like Pee Wee just walk into the pool, <laughs> grabs him by the hair. Still want to buy my bike, Francis? <laughs> He's like, why? Why would I want your bike? I could have any bike in the world. He's like, ah, you don't want it anymore because you already have it. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, Francis's dad, Mr. Buxton, is with the butler outside. He's knocking on the door. They're, they're trying to get in. Meanwhile, uh, Francis and Pee Wee are just like, having this fight in the pool they're like tackling each other and like trying to drown one another and then the butler just like busts through the door and lands in the pool and then peewee like tries to escape through the window and mr buxton like grabs him and he's just like what the hell's going on here and he's just like he stole my bike he's like no i didn't do it dad and mr buxton explains like no it's impossible he wouldn't have stolen it he was with me all morning setting up his birthday train set. And Pee-wee goes, oh, well, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, It was an honest mistake, and we don't have to get the authorities involved in this matter, do we, Mr. Buxton? 
He's like, well, I suppose not. But I still think you owe Francis an apology. And I, th I think you should shake his hand. He's like, I'm sorry, Francis. Shakes his hand. He's like, care for a piece of gum? <laughs> he goes, yeah. She's, Mr. Buxton, care for some gum? Uh, spearmint or fruit? Fruit. Oh, fruit, please. He hands him a stick of gum. He's like, well, see you later. <laughs> they start chewing the gum. He got some, Mr. Buxton got some like really like spicy hot gum and just starts screaming. Meanwhile, Francis has got like this bloody like black goo coming out of his mouth, just smiling, chewing the gum. Doesn't even know it's like leaking goo all outside of his mouth. Yeah, next scene, Pee Wee is with Dottie. Outside of uh, the radio station, he's posting a $10,000 flyer for a reward for his yeah. stolen bike. And then Dottie's like, oh, that's a lot of money. Like, can you afford to pay that reward? He's like, no, because whoever returns it is obviously the person who stole it. So they don't deserve any reward. <laughs> and then he, he runs towards the radio station. She's like, where, where are you going? He's like, on the air. And then we hear... Uh, we're back at Francis's house. He's listening to the radio. And the DJ's going like, wow, that's a quite a reward, Pee-wee. I'm sure everyone's going to be looking for this stolen bicycle of yours. I hope you find it. And then this gangster dude wearing a tiger's shirt is standing next to him. Francis, with the bike. With the bike. So, so Francis had the bike. He paid this guy to, to steal it for him. But what's Francis going to do? He's got the bike. He can't go riding it around. Everyone's or Pee-wee's going to... Everybody's going to see him on yeah. the bike. So this wasn't a very well thought out plan by Francis. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And so he makes the decision, okay, look, I don't want the bike anymore. Get rid of it. That'll cost you extra. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, sucker. <laughs> Just this like classic greaser from like a fifties like movie or something like that. Slick back hair, just like walks his bike off, and then he leaves with the bike. And then I think the uh, the next scene is uh, uh, Pee Wee's having a conference with everyone in his basement. Oh yeah, the big meeting. <laughs> everyone we've seen so far in the movie is there, uh, in, including people we haven't seen yet, like yeah. Amazing Larry. Amazing Larry, yeah. <laughs> this weird guy with this mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's down in Pee-wee's basement. Uh, the final people to show up are Chuck and Dottie, and he's taking it. Pee-wee's taking attendance. Like, we can finally start the big meeting. Chuck, Dottie, check. <laughs> Let's begin, shall we? Everyone's kind of milling around talking. Shall we? Everyone sits down. We hear the the serious Danny Elfman Danny Elfman music. This box contains over 217 bits and pieces of information. <laughs> He's going a little overboard. Here. Evidence. <laughs> Starts. Exhibit A: A photograph of the victims, my bike and me. Exhibit B, another photograph. What's missing from this picture? It's just me without my bike. I don't know how that's evidence, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is there something you'd like to share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? <laughs> yeah, he's talking to the, uh, the magic shop. He's talking to Mario, yeah. Mario. <laughs> Exhibit C, the horn I was picking up at Chuck's bike rama when my bike was actually stolen exhibit d jimmy what is this too late <laughs> chip 
Uh, Chip's like, uh, it looks uh, like a, a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I bought this pen one hour, exactly one hour before my bike was stolen. Why? What's the significance? I don't know. <laughs> he just keeps on going. Exhibit Q. Exhibit Q, a scale <laughs> model of the entire mall. <laughs> He's gone a little off the rails yeah. at this point. He's got arrows see. drawn on the model to show the direction of the sunlight. Yeah, and, and if you like notice, there's, a, there's an actual map of San, the city of San Francisco behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these hour, hour arrows mark the sun's position at the hour of the scene of the crime. Jupiter was aligned with Pluto. The moon, moon was in the seventh. <laughs> Please save your questions until after I'm through. <laughs> Everyone gets fed up. Yeah, and it's they just hot. Walk They've out. been there for like three hours at yeah. this point. He's and Chuck's just like, well, when that, when will that be? A long time we wait. We've been here over three hours. I'm not sure if any of us can see what this is supposed to mean. Pee-wee's like, supposed to mean? Supposed to mean? I think everyone here knows what this is supposed to mean. When you've gone over something again and again and again, like I have, certain questions get answered. Others spring up. The mind plays tricks on you. You play tricks back. It's like you're unraveling a big cable knit sweater that someone keeps knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting. By this point, people are leaving. Yeah, just like... Dottie's the only one left. She says that she wants to help, but he says, I don't need your help. I don't need anybody. Yeah, she's like, you know, I can get Chuck to give you a good break on another bike in the shop. He's, He's like, I don't want another bike. She's like, Pee-wee, listen, if you want my help, I don't need your help. I don't need the police, and I don't need you. I don't need anybody! Crash of thunder, next scene. He's in this rainy, dark alleyway, soaking wet. Just like, <laughs> it's God, raining. It's raining. He gets yeah. accosted by these thugs. Yeah. Who, one of them is Tim Burton. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. the guy who leans into the camera and he you know, he tells him to give him the money and give him his money. Or, no, like he's that. like, you're new to this trip. We don't like... We don't like strange. We don't take kindly to strangers. Yeah, that's Tim Burton. Oh, and then he hisses at them like a vampire, and they scatter. (laughs) (laughs) And do not fuck with this guy. (laughs) It's crazy. Madam Ruby. Yeah, Madam. I'm sorry, Madam Ruby's. Yeah, the sign says tarot cards, income tax, and palm reading. Yeah, income tax. (laughs) Do your taxes too. Yeah. Probably to steal your like financial identity, which like she does. She takes his wallet. <laughs> yeah, she offers to take his coat. And he's like, ah. he's like, no, fine. You want to, you know, wear your soaking coat? Be my guest. Here, sit down. He's like, all right. For twenty dollars, I I can tell you a lot of things. For thirty, I can tell you more. And for fifty, I can tell you everything. First, he's like, tell me why I'm here. You're looking for something. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. So he pulls out his wallet and he hands it to her. Yeah. He's, he's an like, idiot. <laughs> he only has a bunch of crumpled up bills and she just like kind of just takes his wallet and then looks through the pictures and sees all the pictures of him and his bicycle. <laughs> I see a bicycle. He's like, yes! <laughs> is it okay? Do you know where it's at? Where is it? It's somewhere else. Somewhere far away. Where? She looks out the window. She says, like, like owls and and moes. And she goes, the Alamo. Alamo. In the basement. Yeah, 
He's like, I'll never forget you. <laughs> Next scene, yeah, he's going to San he's Antonio. Hitchhiking. On the side of the road, he's going to the Alamo. Yeah. Obviously, his bike isn't at the Alamo, so this is going to be a crazy adventure. The fool's journey is yeah. what it is. <laughs> he's trying to get a ride. Cars are passing by. It's very hard to hitchhike, in, even in the 80s. Um, no one's picking up this guy in a gray suit and a red bow tie with a fucking polka dot <laughs> satchel with, tied to his stick. He's got the big thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually this like red and white convertible screeches to a halt and then backs up, picks him up, and, and uh, he gets in. It's Mickey. He's like, yeah, it's Mickey. He's like, thanks a million. I've been trying all all day. He's Yeah, he's like, my name's Mickey. He's like, I'm Pee Wee. He's like, how about some music? And then <laughs> the radio's on. Morelli is armed and dangerous. Turns it off. Forget the music. <laughs> Let's enjoy the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> And then Pee Wee notices the the handcuffs, the broken handcuff on his <laughs> on his hand. He's like, "What'd you do?" I love this story. Yeah. He's like, "I lost my temper. Took a knife and I, you know, one of those uh, do not remove under penalty of law labels on mattresses. Well, I took a knife and I cut one, cut one of them off. <laughs> yeah, I got a real bad temper." <laughs> Pee-wee's like, I always thought that was just the dumbest, the dumbest law. law. <laughs> you said a mouthful. It's like, life can be so unfair. He's like, you're telling me? <laughs> so Pee-wee, we cut to Pee-wee. He's telling him the story about his bike. And he's like, yeah, I tried to go through legal channels, but cops, ha! And there's a, there's they a were no car, help. A, a flatbed truck in the oh. background. And Pee-wee's looking right at Mickey. If he just stopped and looked to the right, he would see his bike sitting on the back of that flatbed truck yeah, going the- in a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah, they take a left. The truck keeps going straight. He yeah. just misses his bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then he's saying, that's where I you know, decided to take the law into my own hands. And Mickey's like, the law. <laughs> Pee-wee's imitating him. The law. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get on the same level yeah. as Mickey. <laughs> And then he's, he looks up the road. The law! There's a roadblock. They're, like, freaking out. pee has like, got an idea. Yeah. He's, he's like, this is it. He's like, no, wait. Yeah, I got an idea. They pull up, and <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous scene. <laughs> yeah. If uh, you ever watch Popeye, Pee-wee's dressed up a lot like olive, olive oil, oil from Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, in, like, this, you know, uh, fuzzy dress. And then Mickey's got on, like, a fake goatee and glasses. Just... Perfect disguise, right. you know, hiding the hand. How do they get the this stuff? How do they? It's in his little, his little satchel. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I mean, in... he's got a bunch of gadgets and stuff, so yeah, it's just all crammed in there. He knows how to pack. Uh, yeah, this hilarious scene, just like, what's going on, officer? <laughs> he's like, we're looking for an escaped convict. We heard all about it on the radio, right, honey? <laughs> he pulls out a picture. Have you seen this man? He's like. I've seen better looking heads on boils. No, I'm sure I'd remember this face. And then, the would you mind him. stepping out of the car? <laughs> Not at all, officer. Not. <laughs> He's just like, I want to just get a look at that cute little outfit you have on. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. It's so stupid. Yeah. You have a nice day. <laughs> they drive on. Uh, <coughs> He's like. 
Pee Wee's asking Mickey, what's it like in the big house, Mickey? He's like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. You get to lift weights, watch TV, write up appeals, take long showers. Lift weights. Lift weights. <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> and it's dark. Yeah. It's dark. Pee Wee's the one who's driving. Mickey's taking a nap. Trying to get some Z's. And uh, Pee Wee's looking at the road signs, and they get increasingly more complex and complicated. <laughs> They're just going loop-de-loop all over the place the thing i like about these road signs is that they're on a like a dolly yeah you can see (laughs) i didn't notice it when i was a kid yeah but you could see the they're on a dolly and they're being pulled with a rope yeah the camera's not the camera's not moving at all so they got they got one light behind the camera shining forward they're pulling these 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 road signs on this dolly towards the camera (laughs) (laughs) And they had a six million dollar budget. What'd they use all the money on? <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> they got a budget. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pee Wee careens off a cliff, of course, and uh, yeah. Mickey wakes up. They're screaming because they think they're gonna die. And then uh, they're in a convertible, and the convertible pop tops up, turning into into a parachute. Parachute, again, yeah, like, and slows down the car. Cartoonish uh, aspect of this movie that would never happen. Right. Uh, but they come to a soft landing at the bottom of the cliff, and uh, yeah, Mickey's livid. He's just like, "Out, out!" He's like, "It wasn't my fault." He's like, "Look, kid, I like you. I like you a lot. That's why I can't drag you into this. I'm bad. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner." A rebel. And Pee-wee's like, where do I know? Deja, Deja vu. vu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing he said to Dottie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, see you in the promised land, kid. Arrivederci, baby. <laughs> Drives off. He was like, wait, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then the next scene, it's just pitch black. We get like animated cartoon yeah. eyes and uh, you can hear foot so something's moving around him <laughs> yes yeah, so shit's moving around you, you hear like a dog barking he's coyotes like, yeah coyotes like probably just a dog <laughs> we hear a growling like a like a tiger like a lion or something like he's like oh, kitty he's like where are those headlight glasses and then he puts on the headlight glasses and then just like screams because there's a bunch of like bears and like there's an actual line in the background, but the rest of them are just like fake prop animals. Yeah, there's a real cougar behind him. Yeah, I think like to, in the top left uh, yeah. background. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene, we see the truck pulling up. And it's Large Marge. Oh, <laughs> Large Marge. Holy shit. Yeah, man. This this scene scared the crap out of me as, as a kid and... Yeah, my parents would use it to scare the shit out of me and my brothers by just, like, driving down the road. It's like, thanks for stopping. Some night, huh? And she's just staring straight ahead on this very night. Ten years ago, on this same stretch of road, in a dense fog just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. Pee-wee's getting a little freaked out here. How he knows, like, what's going to happen. It's like, there is this worst car accident I've ever seen. There is this sound like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. And when they pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked just like this. And she turns into this fucking like crazy like <laughs> yeah, it's claymation, Pop, thing. claymation eyes popping out. 
hair all crazy and Pee-wee just screams, ah! <laughs> but she doesn't hurt him or anything. Just no. scares him. <laughs> just scares him. <laughs> scares him. Drops him off. Yeah. Drops him off at a diner. He's like, I get off up here. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent you. Ah! <laughs> and then she drives off. Yeah. <clears throat> he walks into the uh, the diner. It's called like, it's like the wheel in, and then there's just this sign that says eat. He walks into the... There's always a sign that says eat. Yeah. Yeah. Just this like middle of nowhere truck stop. Mm-hmm. He walks in. First thing he says is, Large Marge sent me. And everyone and just stops. stops, stares. Did you say Large Marge? She just dropped me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. Large Marge, she's... And this other guy gets up. He's like, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> On a night, just like tonight. Tonight's the anniversary. Worst accident I ever seen. They got a little shrine for Marge there. Yeah, a little memorial for Large Marge. But that means the Large Marge I was riding with was, and everyone in unison, her, her ghost. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Pee-wee's uh, eating a meal at the diner. He does realize his wallet is missing. My wallet's gone! <laughs> yeah. Next thing, he's got to wash up dishes to pay off the meal. <laughs> this is where we meet Simone. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, she takes pity on him. He's like, uh, you know, I think you worked off that tuna platter and milkshake. And, uh, you know, she gives him a little bit of money. She's like, here's something extra. He's like, thanks, Simone. Well, that old highway is a calling. <laughs> I got to move on. And then she says something to him, to him in French, like something about being bad with goodbyes. He's like, I beg your pardon. She's like, I said I always have trouble with goodbyes. The French say au, au revoir. And he goes, au revoir. And she goes, wait, before you go, will you come and watch the sunrise with me, please? There's this uh, dinosaur yeah. park. There's dinosaurs in California. Yeah, I heard it was like someplace outside of Palm Springs. It's an actual uh, dinosaur dinosaur park. Uh, big brontosaurus that they... Uh, yeah, and then T-Rex out there. and Yeah, and they, they go out there. And meanwhile, at the gas station, we spot Andy, this big... Bluto from the yeah, again, Bluto, Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> big big guy, red shirt, looking at him, pumping gas, and uh, sees him going over to the dinosaurs with Simone. Yeah, who we later later learn is uh, their boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he's extremely <clears throat> jealous. Yeah, she starts telling him the story about how she wants to go to Paris. Yeah, do you have any dreams? <laughs> to be, he's like, yeah. I'm all alone. I'm rolling a big donut and a snake wearing a vest. <laughs> just like, no, <laughs> not those kinds of dreams. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about like a dream that you dream about all the time and it keeps you going, dreaming about it, hoping that it'll come true. You ever dream, have a dream like that? And Pee-wee can relate. He's like, yeah, to find my bike. That's his dream. <clears throat> and Her dream is to go to Paris. The city of eternal love. He's like, I know you'll get there, Simone. She's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, why not? What's stopping you? Andy, for one. Who's Andy? My boyfriend. He's real jealous. He flunked French in high school (laughs) and thinks that everything is set up over there to make him look dumb. (laughs) And he was like, I bet if he knew how important it was to you, he'd change his mind. Simone, this is your dream. You have to follow it. And she's like, oh, I know you're right, but... And this is where he's like, but what? Everyone I know has a big... But 
Come on, Simone. Let's talk about your big butt. And Andy's like outside right. the door. Yeah. He's like listening. And he's like, let's talk about your big butt. Oh, hang on a second. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you can't just wish and hope for something to come true. You have to make it happen. Good moral, everybody. You can't just dream. You got to you gotta act on it. That's what he's doing. He's yeah. going out there trying to find his bike. And, you know, he kind of pushes her to, you know, st- you know, pursue her dream of living in Paris, if that's what she really wants to do. And uh, so she's like, I, I've been waiting for someone to put it to me like that for so long. And then Andy hears again, put, put it, it to, to me, me like for so long. Yeah. So, long. <laughs> so they walk out after the sun rises and Andy just grabs one of those bones off of the side of the dinosaur park. It's just this big fat bone. He's just like, Time to take care of business. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to kill Pee Wee. He's going to kill Pee Wee with the bone. And he yeah. Swings at him, misses, runs after him. And he, they start this chase. This great chase. And that then lasts through several scenes in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His first per- person uh, actively pursuing Pee Wee, trying to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, but he makes a break for this approaching train and hops onto it and passes out in a stack of hay. Because he's exhausted. He's been up all night. Yeah. And, and he wakes up later and he meets... He has a dream first. Oh, yeah, the this dream. This is a, the claymation dream where <sighs> he's dreaming about dinosaurs now. He sees a T-Rex uh, eating his bicycle. And then he wakes up from the dream to see Johnny, the hobo. Yeah. Who offers him a sardine. A sardine. <laughs> it's like a clopec. What's the... Sardines. <laughs> sardine. Pretzels. Yeah. Sardines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah imported... Name's Jack. <laughs> and they start singing train yard hobo songs all day long. <laughs> She'll be wearing pajamas when she comes. At first, Pee Wee's really into it. Yeah, Pee Wee, Pee Wee's having fun with it. Yeah, him. he's joining in with them. But then the, it gets old. By the time they get to Jimmy Crack Corn, he's just like, fuck he this He dives guy. off the train. Yeah, he's... Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay because this is his destination is San Antonio, Texas. He made it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first thing he comes to is uh, <laughs> is the Alamo. He goes straight to the Alamo and takes a tour of the Alamo, where we meet uh, Tina, Jan, to- played by Jan Hooks. Yeah, the tour guide. And uh, she goes, "Welcome to the San Antonio Department of Parks and Recreation Alamo tour. My name is Tina." <laughs> She's chewing gum. Like, she, so unprofessional. She was also in The Groundlings. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, she plays a great fake-ass tour guy. Just I like, think she improvised a lot of that stuff yeah. in this scene. Especially when you know they, she's like talking about how they, there are different ways to prepare a maze. Yeah, the, <laughs> or yeah, corn. Yeah, the corn. different ways to prepare corn. And we're going to go over all of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get to the point. He's just he trying wants to get right her, to the basement. Yeah. She's Can like, save straight? all questions till the end of the tour. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> this mission, the Alamo, named from the Spanish word for cottonwood tree, was established in the year 1718. And he's just trying to endure. He's trying to be polite. He's with all these fucking tourists who are just like really interested, leaning into all the guys have really big hats. They're all wearing cowboy hats. Yeah. Yeah. It was founded by the Spanish expeditionary force on the side of the, of an Indian burial ground. 
This is one of my favorite parts of the tour. Please say hello to our residents, Pedro and his wife, Inez. Inez is holding a clay pot that she seems very proud of. She carefully detailed it with paint and glaze. And Pedro is working on an adobe. Say it with me. Adobe. (laughs) We're learning stuff here. We are now in the kitchen of the Alamo women where they are preparing culinary delights of the Southwest. Do I hear someone's stomach growling? (laughs) The mainstay of the Alamo diet is corn. Corn can be prepared in many ways. It can be boiled, shucked, creamed, or in this case, dried. Corn can also be used to make tortillas. Do we have any Mexican-Americans with us today? (laughs) A couple of Mexican-Americans raise their hands. (laughs) Yeah, there are are thousands of uses for corn, all of which I will tell you about right now. (laughs) So It cuts cuts away. Now we're at the end end of the the tour. tour. They're standing outside. And finally, Pee-wee gets to ask the questions. Are there any questions? He goes... Yeah. Um, when do we get are, to see the basement? Are we going to see the basement? She <laughs> scoffs. There's no basement in the Alamo. And, and she's, everyone, everyone starts laughing at him. Yeah. A kid takes a picture of him as they're laughing at him. And he's just standing there just like feeling like a total idiot at this yeah. point. Everybody laughs at him and he's scared. So he runs off. Yeah. And he, he stops at a bus stop. And we find him, uh, Simone. Yeah, Simone back shows up, and uh, she's made the decision says, to go to Paris. I'm on my way to Paris. And Andy and I had a fight after you left. You were right, Pee Wee. I'm making my wish come true. I'm off to Paris. And she's I, like, well, "What's wrong?" And he's, she's like, "That's my bus." And uh, Pee Wee explains to her, "Guess, guess what the." Alamo was built without a basement. And she's like, I didn't know that. He's like, neither did I. They don't tell you that stuff in school. (laughs) (laughs) Just something you have to experience. (laughs) Now, she's getting on a bus to Paris. She's like, don't worry, Pee Wee. I know you'll find your bike. Do you think she's on? I I don't think she's going to Paris, France. I think she's going to Paris, Texas. Texas. I think it's her dream to go to Paris, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of the joke there. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> Paris and Texas. Um, she, so she goes, I know you'll find your bike. Good luck. I just know you're going to find your bike. He goes, and she goes, au revoir, Pee-wee, au revoir. <laughs> Rides off to Paris, Texas, who knows. <laughs> yeah. Can't really take a bus to France. I mean, <laughs> so... Pee-wee's kind of in a jam here. He didn't find his bike. He's kind of, he's broke at this point. He calls up Dottie. And uh, Dottie picks up. He's like, hello, Dottie, it's me, Pee-wee. She's, she's like, where are you calling from? He's like, Texas. He's like, honest, listen, I'll prove it. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. I wonder if you could do that. You probably can. Down in Texas. If you, if you were at a pay phone and you did that, if people would respond in that way. <laughs> I want to find out. I think you'd have to go to Texas. <laughs> and he explains to Dottie, I owe everybody a big apology, especially you. I didn't mean what I said, Dottie. 
honest. And she's like, I know you didn't. And then she goes, there's someone else who's been worried about you. And he goes, <clears throat> she puts Speck on the line. Speck, yeah, she's been <laughs> watching Speck for him. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he's talking to Speck. He's like, yeah, I know Speck. All right, Speck. All right, Speck. <laughs> Put Dottie back on. <laughs> He's got a Ron Burgundy relationship with his dog. Yeah. <laughs> he understands his dog. He says, Dottie, you know, there's something I want to say. I've learned something out here on the road. Humility. Dottie, when I get back, will you... And she's like, what, Pee-wee? Will you still help me find my bike? <laughs> she's like, all right. And he's like, oh, there's something else I wanted to ask you about. She's like, what is it? Could you wire me a bus ticket? I'll pay you back, I swear. <laughs> and she's like, all right, Pee-wee. When you get back, we can settle up at the drive-in. He's like, oh, wait. wait I, I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> yeah, the, the line's really bad. The connection. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, okay? <laughs> Just avoiding that date at the drive-in. Right. Putting it off. Dottie's going to wire him a bus ticket. He's walking up to the ticket counter. He's standing in the line, and who does he see? Andy. Look, bus just bus just left five five minutes ago. You just missed it. So he yeah he stands up, spots Pee Wee, starts chasing him again. Pee Wee runs, and then there's like this big like Mexican parade thing. I don't know. It looks like some sort of like festival that they're having. He runs through like these trailers, and I guess there's a rodeo going on nearby. He hides in one of the trailers, and he. Changes into a into a disguise. Oh, and uh, that disguise, uh, I learned from my brother, was actually Jeff Goldblum's costume that he wore in the movie Buckaroo Banzai. Huh. Yeah, the the red cowboy outfit with the star on it. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Jeff Goldblum's outfit in Buckaroo Banzai. So. Oh, okay. Check that out. Um. So yeah, he's uh he's walking out of there. It, again, this is like a Looney Tunes scene where he's just yeah. like trying to get away in disguise. He gets uh, sidetracked though by like these, these cowboys who are like, "Yep, that's you. You're up." And he's now he's in, standing. Yeah, he's standing next to a gate. Yeah. And you hear the announcer say, "Now number nine. And you're, they're like, "That's you, cuz." And then lift him up. Yeah. And they set him on a bull. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. So he, he's riding a bull now. And the announcer's going, oh, he's going to set a new San Antonio record. And he keeps going, he might just set a new world record. <laughs> and then Andy sees him riding the bull. His uh, his bandanas come off his face. So Andy knows that he's on the bull. Yeah, the bull's bucked him off. And he's laying on the ground. He's looking up. And he sees Andy coming at him. But then the bull sees Andy. And Andy does this shirt. double. Yeah, Andy <laughs> does this double take where he sees the bull. And he looks down and he realizes he's wearing a red shirt. Yeah. So he starts to run away. And I think that's the last time we see Andy. Yeah, ch- ch- chased off by the bull. Uh, Pee-wee, uh, again, has lost consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wakes up. Uh, doesn't he have, like, another dream sequence? Uh, I don't think it's... No, it, it that, that's later. Okay. Um, then he, this is when he then goes to the biker bar. Yeah. And this is one he of the... He continues his journey down the road, and he finds the bar. And he steps into the bar to make a phone call. Yeah, but it says public telephone on the outside. He walks into this mean-ass biker bar. It's like Hell's Angels, but they call themselves the Satan's, Satan's Helpers. Satan's Helpers. Everybody's really loud. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're just having a good old time whooping it up, drinking during the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, he, yeah, he he's trying to use the phone, and then he's he's like, "I'm sorry, operator, I can't hear you." And then he just screams out at him, "Excuse me, I'm trying to use the phone." <laughs> they all stop and turn and look at him. The music stops. This fat biker dude walks up to him, and he and he's like. Did anybody tell you that this is the private club of the Satan's helpers? He's like, nobody hit me, hit me to that dude. <laughs> it's like, it's off limits. He's like, well, my mistake. Guess I'll be on my way then. So they grab him. They throw excuse him at me. the door. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> no, excuse me. He leaves. He's walking out of there, and he knocks into one of the motorcycles. And it knocks them all down. Just like, like he dominoes. did earlier in the bike shop. Yeah. and uh, <clears throat> Dominoes. Dominoes. Yeah, they, they run out, see their bikes all turned over, and they're just like, yeah! They grab them, and they pull them back inside, throw them on a table. And uh, <laughs> they're like, I say we kill them. Yeah, I yeah. say we hang them, and then we kill them. I say we stomp them. Then we tattoo him, then we hang him, and then we kill him. <laughs> I all... say we let him go. No! <laughs> and this is when we see Elvira. Yeah, uh, what's her I name? say you let me have him first. <laughs> <laughs> They're all laughing. He's like, like, wait. I would be down for that. To tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, wait, don't I get a last request? I'm like, why not? Picks a song on the jukebox, taps a waiter on the shoulder. Hey. He whispers something to his whispers ear. Yeah. He nods yes. And then he takes hands down, yeah. Hands. And he's like way shorter and he hands him these platform <laughs> shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so then this is yeah, where we get the uh memorable tequila dance. Yeah. Uh, at first, they're not impressed. They're like, oh, this guy, let's get, we can't wait to kill him. And then he starts breaking glasses. And then being a biker gang, they're like, yeah, fucking destroy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I like this guy. And he wins him over with his awesome dance and just his, you know, carefree attitude. And then at the end he of the song, they all yell, tequila! Tequila! Uh, yeah, they're all friends over. now. <laughs> exactly. He's won them over. They initiate him into the gang. They give him a, a leather vest. They put him on a bike. Yeah, they give him a bike, which is cool because he's looking for a bike, right? But, you know, just a, just as a mode of transportation, they give him a fucking motorcycle. So he could continue his journey to look for his bicycle. Yeah, they send him on his way, and in about 50 feet, he slams into a fucking sign. Yeah, he can't ride it. It's... <laughs> Losing consciousness yet again. He's got knocked out like twice in like a f- like a like a two hour period. God, that's he's got to have like His a body concussion. concussed. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> Pee Wee's noggin's taking a lot of hits. Next scene, he's being carted off in an ambulance with the whole biker gang in tow. They're following him to the hospital. This is where he has his second. Bad dreams. This sequence. is the one with the clowns and stuff. Yeah, right? the clown doctors, very very creepy and. Um, they take the pieces of the bike that the T-Rex had chewed up earlier and put them on this gurney. And then they're putting them through the doors. And we see like these very kind of like almost like Beetlejuice looking uh, pro- mm-hmm. um, set design where it's like a, a skewed, you know, angular uh, hallway. And they're going through the hospital and they're operating on his bike. They're like putting a torch to it. I could kind of see how 
like children who are afraid of clowns, but they would be like scared Terrified. shitless. In yeah. This. yeah. I, I was scared. Yeah. And then there's like a normal looking doctor with a mask over his face and he pulls it off and he's a clown. He's too. got clown, ah. clown mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrifying Peewee. <laughs> and then, the, and then next it's like this big claw picks up the bike. And then we have like, we're in hell now and with like a big Francis cauldron. is dressed as the devil. Yeah, Francis is he's dressed as down. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cackling maniacally. <laughs> down. <laughs> they're like dropping it into molten metal. So they're melting down the bike. Yeah. And this is where uh, Pee Wee wakes up and, and the TV's on in the hospital. And we're seeing on the television. A person saying the customized bicycle was presented to child star Kevin Morton at Warner Brothers Studios in Hollywood, California. Congratulations, Kevin. Thanks, Mr. Hawthorne. A bike like this is every boy's dream. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, oh, yeah. So Pee Wee knows that the bike is now in Hollywood. Yeah. So he goes uh, straight to Hollywood, California. From Texas. From Texas. That's going to be a long It's a long trip. bus. That's a long bus ride. <laughs> Ends up in, at, at Warner Brothers Studios, um, who produced the movie, of course. Yeah. And uh, he, he sneaks in by uh, blending in with a group of producers. Like, a guy tells a joke. He's like, so uh, <laughs> he says something like that, like, so the fellow said, what do you think I have down there? A duck? <laughs> and then everyone starts laughing. He's like, ha, 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 a duck. <laughs> kind of like pinches the cheek of the security guard as he's walking in. <laughs> and then... Um, I think that was Milton Berle. Oh, okay. The security guard? No, no not, not the security guard. The oh, the old, producer The guy. older guy oh, that he's okay. walking in behind. Oh, oh, one of the, the last guy. Yeah, one of the... At the end? The old guys, yeah. Okay. So Pee Wee makes his way onto the lot, and there's all these uh, people in costumes walking around, typical you know Hollywood movie set. And he stops like this guy looks like in a, in a sci-fi movie, he's dressed up like a stormtrooper type of uh, costume. And he mm -hmm. asks him, "Where can I find Kevin Morton?" And the guy takes off his mask, and he's like this like you know masculine-looking dude. And he goes, "I don't know. Do you know what stage Kevin Morton is on?" And he taps like this uh, this like um, like Vegas looking dancer, like showgirl mm -hmm. costume. And woman. she's got a really deep voice. She's got a really deep voice. It's stage six. <laughs> so Pee Wee <laughs> makes his way over to stage six. Now they're filming where Kevin Morton is with the bicycle. And they're filming like this, um, you know, kind of like Oliver Twist fucking movie where he, the little boy, he's an orphan. He finally find, finds a family and he's got this bike. Because he had a you know sold a bunch of mm -hmm. magazines, subscriptions to buy one, and uh, they're about to shoot, and you can tell that like, Kevin Morton is this piece of shit. Oh yeah, he's a spoiled brat of a child kid. actor. Yeah, I've been ready since call one. I'm ready yeah. to go right now. <laughs> yeah. So what? I, yeah, I want, what, what, the director's like, oh, what I want to do is I want to do one more. Uh, faster paced. All right, Kevin. And then Kevin has to take a dig at like the actress that he's working with. He's like, uh, well, uh, you know, I would, I would love to accept. How can I, when she's so late on her cues and she's like, just a minute. He's like, the director's like, please Mary. And she's like, I don't have to take 
that from that little he's like kid he's just a kid he's like yeah even though he's just a kid you know even a kid can be courteous i'm gonna quit i swear i am going <laughs> to quit <laughs> i'll bet that happens a lot oh yeah these fucking fucking actors man she's like i've had it and then uh and the director's like well uh Ready when you are, Kevin. He's like, doesn't it look like I'm ready? I'm always ready. I have been ready since first call. I am ready. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet place is a take action. And they snap right into it. Goodbye, Mother Superior. Goodbye, Rusty. And God bless you. Thank you, Mother Superior. I want the orphanage to have my bike. No, Rusty. You sold a lot of magazine subscriptions to earn that bike. <laughs> but I want to give. I've just received the two best parents a boy could ever hope for. She's like, Rusty, you are an inspiration to us all. And we cut in Pee-wee's disguised as a nun in the background. He's like, I'll say. <laughs> Takes the bike. I'll start a paper route right now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, stop that nun. They're looking at the script. They're like, wait a minute. Is yeah, that this in the script? This isn't in the script. It's <laughs> going off script. So, this is where we get like the uh, Warner Brothers security guard chasing Pee-wee through the different various sets. Yeah, uh, he's going through the Warner Brothers Movie lots, something that they did in uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we see now what Pee-wee's bike can actually do. Yeah. Um, he's riding and the uh, security guard on a bike is trying to grab his handlebar. It pops off and another one just like instantly comes out uh, from the socket. Mm -hmm. So then uh, he, he he's trying to outrun these guys and throw them off his uh, tail. He puts and another Looney Tunes gag here is where he puts a fake studio backdrop against a wall yeah. that looks like it keeps going so mm -hmm. they ride through it they're on their like little golf carts and stuff they're on motorcycles and bicycles just trying to chase peewee he almost rides into a couple elephants there's a an elephant an elephant painted blue yeah and an elephant painted pink there was actually supposed to be a third elephant, but they couldn't afford it. It, it was it showed up late, so they had to do it without the, the third elephant. The elephant was late. Yeah, <laughs> he's cut. He's out. Yeah, that was one of the rare facts I could find about this movie nice. is that there was supposed to be a third elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so Pee Wee rides through. Um, he rides through a beach party movie. Uh, ruins that. He a uh, Godzilla movie. Yeah, a North Pole movie, and they. Uh, 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 during the beach uh, party movie, one of the WB security guards commandeers the boat. boat. That and the boat has the wheels. The boat has wheels. And then when he rides into the North Pole, uh, they the, run the into the Christmas movie. Yeah, the Christmas movie. They, uh, Santa Claus gets uh, dragged along in his sleigh. Yeah. And then when they ride through the Godzilla movie, uh, the Godzilla is dropped onto Santa Claus's lap. So then you got like a boat <laughs> with Santa Claus and his sleigh with. Godzilla riding next to him. It looks hilarious. And then he, uh, oh, rides through a Twisted Sister video shoot yeah. with uh, D. <laughs> Snyder on top of the car. Won't you see no evil? Won't you feel no evil? And uh, yeah, they the Santa sleigh and the boat crashes into that uh, convertible in the Twisted Sister video shoot. Um, Pee-wee, he rides towards a fence, almost hits it, and then he hits this button and these rockets fire out the back of the bike. And, and he they, just launches yeah, straight up into the air over the fence. Clean landing onto the street right in front of, the. I think, the same kids that yeah. saw him wipe out earlier. 
And they were just like, the little kid was like, radical. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get to the uh, the pet shop scene. Yeah, the pet shop scene. Pee Wee rides by a pet shop and it's on fire. So he does what any He's of us got would a heart, do. Well, I don't well, know not anybody, any of us. <laughs> but he has a heart of gold he's and he runs dude. in there to rescue the animals. Yes. Now he's he not does being so snakes. selfish. No. Now that he has his bike back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he sees a pet store. He loves First animals. thing he sees are the snakes. He's like, Ugh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, he, he gets the monkey. He's like, you can help me. <laughs> and he's instructing him and the monkey are now freeing all the animals, the, you know, the dogs. He brings them all out. Mm-hmm. Sit, sit. <laughs> and they all sit. Birds, ducks, little rats come out. Uh, he keeps seeing the snakes, and he's just like, I'll come back to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the fish now, and then finally... The last he, thing are the snakes. And then you see him running out of the pet he's shop. He's got two handfuls, two handfuls of, snakes. of snakes. And this is where he passes out again. Again, yes. <laughs> Gosh, how many times is that? I think like four. Four times. Because the first one is in the bike shop. First is Yeah, first in the bike shop after he gets his bike stolen. Uh, second time, I believe, is... Uh, when he runs onto the train, yeah, he okay. escapes from Andy, passes out, has the dream. And, well, that's more like going to sleep and not fainting. So, I guess you could say three. if Fourth, if you count that one. Uh, yeah, he... Yeah, third scene is of the motorcycle when he hits the... Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. Third is when he gets thrown off the bull. Yeah. Fourth is on the motorcycle. And fifth? <laughs> Five times? <laughs> he loses consciousness. Uh, yeah, the snakes. He passes out, um, and then he gets woken up by the the fire department guy, the fireman. They're like, "This man's a hero." And then the police officer shows up, like, "This man is under arrest." Gets <laughs> some yeah. fucking shit up at the uh, Warner Brothers uh, studio. So they drag him back into Warner Brothers Studios, and they're showing him all the dailies of how he yeah. screwed up the movie. <laughs> and he tells them. I, I think he tells them his story about his bike, and they want to offer him a movie deal. Yeah, and uh, this Terry is when... Hawthorne, uh, executive at Warner Brothers, is yeah. He's like, we want to make your story into a movie. And then this is where you hear in our intro video yeah, a soundbite of him going, "A movie." <laughs> <laughs> so everything works out for Pee Wee. He gets his bike back, and he gets his own movie made after yeah. him. And he, he's back at the, the drive-in. He's back home. Yeah, he's at the drive-in. And everyone's there. Mickey's there. He tries to give a, he tries to give a file to Mickey. Yeah, he gives like, like, one, one foot, foot long. long wink wink, and then the guard's like, wait, let me check that. Takes that up. He's like, nice, nice, nice try, try Pee-wee. Pee-wee. He's like, <laughs> just trying to bust his friend out of yeah, so, uh, oh, everyone's there. The hobos are there. Mm-hmm. Box seats. Simone is there. Yes. She's got a new boyfriend. Pierre, she made it to yeah. Paris. She found a French boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's given everybody food. Yeah, he grabbed everybody's snacks. Yeah, he, he, even Terry, Haw- yeah, Terry Hawthorne's there. Like, the yeah. first selfless act that Pee Wee has towards another human being. Yeah, because he, he's learned humility through all these people, yeah. and he's given back because they helped him out along the way. So he's made a bunch of new friends. So we've got some character development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gives uh, Terry Hawthorne a chili dog in his limo. He's like, thanks, <laughs> Pee-wee. Um, 
Oh yeah, he he yeah he sees Johnny and his hobo friends Bob, Luke, Skinny, and Milton, and they got box seats. Yeah, and they he, <laughs> he gives them snow cones and uh, how much they pay? Yeah, how much they pay? <laughs> <laughs> and then we see the movie. It's like this James Bond type of movie with an actor with like a beard looks nothing James like Brolin. James Brolin, really tough guy, tough, tough guy. guy. Yeah, and, and he's got a bike. Yeah, with Dottie riding on the back. He's P.W., Herman. He's, yeah, he's P.W. And the bike is the X1. Yeah, they get and it's off. it's stolen by ninjas. Yeah, he's like, let's, <laughs> let's take a breather, Dottie. The X1 needs to cool down. She's like, I th-. Dottie's like, I think I need to cool down, too. <laughs> and he's just like looking at He's looking at himself on the screen. He's just like, <laughs> like spot on. Nailed it. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. He's like, I'm a little overheated myself. Yeah, they fight the ninjas, and then the ninja takes the X1. <laughs> yeah, Mickey's watching. He's like, action packed. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they go to, uh, he's, he's like, he sees the bike stolen. He's like, I need to use a phone. And then he goes to a hotel, and this is where Pee Wee actually gets a cameo in yeah. his own movie as a bellhop. But the hilarious thing is that he played a bellhop in a Cheech and Chong movie. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but the hilarious thing is his all his dialogue is overdubbed. Yeah, they don't want to use his voice, so they overdub it like uh, he, Beijing, Mister Herman. Yeah, the P. W. Herman. He's like, no, nothing right now, Mister Herman. He's like, I'll be in the bar, <laughs> and then yeah, Beijing, Mister Herman, Mister Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk, and he's like. Looking at the camera, he's like, "No, he's not supposed to." Like, looks away from the camera, yeah. and then while while Dottie and PW were talking, he's like putting himself into the frame in the background, just trying to get as much screen time as he can, because it's like he knows this is his one chance to be in a movie, and he's mouthing the other actors' words. <laughs> yeah, he probably just read and memorized the script, like he thought he was going to be the main character, so he knows it all. He's yeah, and then uh, PW's like, I must steal back the X one before the Soviets find the he got hidden microfilm the, inside. He got a call from the president. He's like, yeah, this that was the president. Yeah, that was like the that was the president. <laughs> Daddy's like, I'll go with you. He's like, no, it's too dangerous. And Daddy's like, I invented the X one. I'm going with you. And he's like, all right, let's go. She's like, you're such a pushover. And he goes, I know you are. But what, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee finally reaches Dottie, and Dottie's sitting on her bike, and she goes, Hi, PW. How's the X1? It's cooled down, but I'm heated up. <laughs> Where's my candy? And he's like, Oh, I forgot. And then he's like, Ah, no, got your candy. Throws it up in the air. And um, what a jerk. <laughs> hey, here's your candy. Go pick it up. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, just the, the gesture of getting the candy. And. Oh, this is. And then we see coming up behind him, Phil Hartman. Yeah, Phil interviewing Hartman. Francis because Francis has now gotten some media attention because he's technically the catalyst for the actions that made this movie. Yeah. Right? He's the antagonist. He paid the dude to have Pee-wee's bike stolen. So he's getting all this press attention. Phil Hartman's interviewing him. And uh, Francis is explaining, Pee-wee and I go way back. 
And then the interviewer's like, when did you become bro- Blood Brothers? He's like, I don't remember the exact year. <laughs> he's just making up all this bullshit. And he's like, I remember the day I took off his training wheels. Oh, this is the bike. How about a picture of me sitting on it? And Dottie's like, I don't think that's such a good idea. And he <laughs> takes after it. Well, it, uh, it's not your decision. If it wasn't for me, none of this would have happened to you. Right, Pee-wee? And Pee-wee's like, well, sort of. And then Francis is like, it's, well, then it's okay if I sit on it. Right, Pee-wee? Come on, Pee-wee. Everybody's waiting. And then he, he's like, all right, sure. He's like, okay, everyone gather around. Let me show you some of the more high-tech features. <laughs> and then he sits on it, and the bike seat just immediately catapults him. Yeah, he's got an ejection up, seat. Up, up into the air, launching Francis way up into the air, never to be seen again. Another one of Pee-wee's contingencies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this bike's got... Uh, Everything. Theft-proof <laughs> for, for people sitting on it. And... Yeah, we go back to uh, the movie with P.W. and quote-unquote Dottie. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. The third time we're hearing this dialogue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Dottie. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, uh, Dottie, the real Dottie, is like, well, don't you want to see the rest of the movie? Pee-wee goes, I don't have to see it, Dottie. I lived it. Yeah, and they walk off across the the screen together with their bikes. Yeah, you know, together at last. And there they go. That's it. That's the end. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, that was Pee Wee's Big Adventure, nineteen eighty five, starring Paul Rubens, directed by Tim Burton. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this has been Take Him to the Movies. My name is Jeremy. I'm Taylor, and we'll see you next time. Bam 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 b